Hello, it's Georgia and welcome to this next podcast. In this particular episode, I'm going to use a psychological approach to helping your characters move through the change curve. If you can build an understanding of the behaviours involved at the different change stages, you can then work out how your character will realistically or unrealistically, if you choose, handle problems and dilemmas. I've used a change curve in training and development and also for outplacement when I worked in my HR and learning and development career. So it's quite interesting to see this being applied and it can be applied very usefully in a writing scenario. So if you see the change curve as a process of working through the emotional stages of an incident, you have the opportunity to flesh out the drama by utilising these stages effectively. I tend to map out the thoughts and dialogue to match the strength of the emotion. You can then play around with it later and adjust the intensity as you see fit. Again, this depends upon the character profile, their demeanour, coping strategies and their leaning towards extroversion and introversion, which we'll talk about later. If it's not a sudden happening and it's a build-up before the finding out stage and there's a period of uncertainty and doubt, more of a when-will-it-happen scenario, then the incident happens. The first emotion is often a sense of relief. So the character may be thinking, well, at least it's over, at least I know now. For example, if you have a character suffering a dreadful illness, for example, and they've passed over, your main character or other characters may feel a short period of relief that their suffering's ended. They are no longer in pain. And it's not a self-focus, though. It's more about the general situation. And in this case, it's more about the empathy towards the individual. But if you explore an unexpected incident, there's quite often shock. So this is a feeling of feeling frozen, unable to decide anything, a numbness, and reality can hit really hard. Then there's a stage of denial. Well, it's over, but perhaps it's not going to be as bad as everyone thinks, or it's not going to impact me as badly as everyone says it's going to impact. And it's almost as if in a denial stage, you're in an observer mode. So you're not actually in person, in character. You're seeing the situation from almost a detached viewpoint. With anger then, you're going from annoyed to angry. Why me? I'm not accepting this. And this is where you can have a whole range of tantrums and arguments you can build into your dialogue. And then there's a guilt stage. So this is my fault. If only I hadn't done X or Y. And then you can have this real sort of sense of of how that plays out. And then there's a blame stage. It's their fault, not mine. It's nothing to do with me. And it's almost a little bit like denial, but you're actually not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about passing the book to somebody else. And then there's a bargaining stage. Well, if I do this, and maybe... So you're trying to offset the losses. Then there's a panic stage. And this is where you have anxiety attacks, racing thoughts, racing heart. You know, what am I going to do? How do I cope with this? And there's a great opportunity there to really flesh out that level of depth of panic and relate it to the current incident that's happening. And then there's apathy and resignation. There's a place where there's stillness here. 
So how do you write about that in a way where you can describe little energy, poor focus, few ideas? And then it can go deeper into depression if your plot is set up for that. As an example, there's a death in your story and your character has to handle the death and you want to deep dive into how this works. Well, we know that unprocessed grief can keep your character stuck. It doesn't help them to approach the future and they can have all sorts of issues with commitment, lack of energy, listlessness. They may also experience limiting beliefs or distorted thinking too. So generalisation, black and white filters, all that type of distortion that can happen when you're not thinking logically and rationally. So limiting beliefs could be that they're not good enough to rise to the challenge or that action seems unsurmountable. Another scenario may be that you impose another type of change in your character and the character resists this. So this is an unwelcome imposition. So you can use this curve to work out the feelings and behaviours and the dialogue involved in those conversations. Now I mentioned earlier extroversion versus introversion and from a a psychological viewpoint um, with my psychology background this is really interesting. So you can have this dominant extroverted character and these types may well swing to extreme behavior so if a person is normally interested in so if a person is normally interested in other people they may become nosy and intrusive and empathy can change to wanting to rescue someone and sensitivity becomes hypersensitivity and wow that could really play out well in your writing so those who are normally calm and cool under pressure may become cold and hard and act illogically or if they are straightforward and open they can become blunt and curt offensive even so a great chance to develop great dialogue there as well so characters who are more introverted may adopt a different internal processing style so you focus more upon what's not said but what's observed if they normally have say a degree of self-motivation They then become driven in and out of control way. Were they like connections or in-depth knowledge, you might want to focus upon how they're driven inwards, seeking over complexity, everything's connected, over analysis. So taking a step-by-step approach, firstly you identify the losses and their underlying meaning. A character's meaning and identity explores their core values and internal compass and the principles that guide them. So you really need to map this out. What do they believe in? What's their purpose? How do they lead their lives normally? And it's what makes them distinctive and makes their lives worth living. So if they lose that clear sense of themselves, how can you help them to find a place where they can become themselves again, albeit in a different way? So how do you want your character to deal with their emotions in line with your plot? How will they cope with change on the scale you've developed? What would be helpful to them in terms of processing their loss? Think about interactions with other people, the situations they get involved in. And if it's a loss of identity and meaning, how can you describe the impact of that change? What exaggerated behaviour do they display at each stage of the change curve? But we want our characters to handle the challenge and do well, in spite of the odds against them, don't we? We all know from personal experiences, change is difficult and grief takes time to process. 
and in most cases will come out of the change curve and upwards. So you then focus on the next stage. So moving away from the deep, dark emotions you experience at the start of the change curve, you start to come out the other side. So you look at acceptance. I can see that I can't change the past. So you can filter in what learnings that person has taken from that event. And then move into an exploratory stage. Well, what new identity and meaning can come out of this? And then there's the understanding stage. I can see some ways I can forge a new path. So you're starting to describe the baby steps that person's taking to move forwards out of their past. And then there's the integration stage. I'm starting to create momentum for the future. So you've got the opportunity for a lot of action in that section. And then sustainability. How can I hold the gains and make a real go of this chapter? So how does your ending finish for this particular situation? So for our characters, we look at cognitive restructuring. It sounds complicated, but actually it's talking about creating a tipping point where you get your character to change the way they think. So how can you help your character to reframe the situation from the viewpoint of apathy or resignation onwards? So reframing is a technique which changes the way you look at things, which can make you feel better about them. So remember, there's always many different ways of looking at any situation and the reality may not change, but there are different ways of perceiving that reality. So here you might want to involve the viewpoint of other characters in the plot. So someone who's given advice or guidance or is supporting somebody through what's happening or even your antagonist. And then outline the positive changes and the behaviours that support the new chapter ahead of them. You may see visionary ideas that support the new reality, more flexibility, adaptability to the new situation, where there was previously rigidity of thought, irrational or frantic behaviour. So I hope this gives you something to think about. And again, tune in in a couple of weeks' time and we'll focus on another way to help you elevate your writing and take care in the meantime.